Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it all the way. You have summited, not really, but you have made it all the way to episode 140. Michael, how are you doing? Remember when I messed up the episode a couple episodes ago, and I thought it was 140, and then I felt really dumb afterwards, but now it is 140, and I can feel a little justified? Do you now remember it's that? 140. Right on, you're right on the money. Right on, right on the money. Michael, how was you doing? You I. Good, yeah. We've we've been busy. We missed a couple couple weeks. Um, I was traveling a bit. You've been doing home stuff, and uh, there's a hurricane about to threaten your life. Business yeah. as usual. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember, was it, there was the last time a hurricane was rolling through my town? We did the apocalypse watch episode, like or like super, the super fun episode. That was so. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should we should do that next week or something like that. Or I don't know. I want to do another Apocalypse Watch episode. That was a blast. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. We could do that uh, yearly. I think. Yeah, it's necessary. There's some. There's some cool watches out today that. Yeah. I think are pretty apocalypse worthy. Absolutely, absolutely. But here we just sticking sticking to the task at hand. Happy to be back. Apologize um, for being away. But episode 140, uh, the topic we're talking about today is a topic that we've sort of, I guess, like, not directly addressed, but have, like, made jokes about in the past, and Michael and I are talking about it, and we're just like, let's do an entire episode of this. Episode 140, Watch Brands, this is directed specifically at you, episode 140 of the TBWS podcast, the best way to ruin your vintage reissue. It seems to be really popular these days, so Michael and I thought we put together a list of some of the best ways that you can ruin your vintage reissue because it's just it, it just seems to be what everyone's doing right now and we want to help right yeah i think i think so too <laughs> i think you know this might be this might be um some of these approaches might be pretty common but i think we're we're going to refresh them to get brands ready for for 2020 it's important yeah. it's important yeah. you know we're, we're like we're like basel world 2020 consultants now for free um, do we're doing this for yeah. for the love of the game starring Samuel, J- I have no idea what the f- I, 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 I might be making that movie up. I'm not entirely sure. No, maybe, maybe, Samuel, maybe Samuel Jackson. He'll do anything. Maybe it was point. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Who, was there a movie? I have to Google it. I'm sorry. I'm using airtime. Uh, for the love <laughs> of the game movie. Sounds like it's about football. Kevin Costner. <laughs> that's not completely different not even a black man i was like hoping at least the actor was a black man no this is just this is just a white person that's fine <sighs> <laughs> i mean i mean if you would have said that other actor that looks like kevin costner i, I forget his name he's sam he's breaking bad breaking bad breaking better bad. call saul oh the guy i have no idea yeah uh, he even has a joke in Breaking Bad about how he looks like Kevin Costner. He's like, I once, one time convinced a woman that I was Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked because I believed it. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, so how are things otherwise? I think we should do a Kevin Costner podcast. I am incredibly tired of talking about watches. No, I'm joking. Here, let's do this. Um, episode 140, the best way to fucking ruin your vintage reissue. Direct specifically at you, Brands. But, Michael, we have to do this. We have to honor tradition. One of the few traditions we have on this marginally entertaining show. We have to do a wrist check. Would you like to do a wrist check with me? The first one in what seems like a long time? Yes. Too long. Too, yes. too, too long... Two, two watch knobs too long, starring Chris Tucker and Chris Tucker. 
Um, do you want to do? <laughs> we should do a buddy cop movie, but not like a buddy cop movie where we're out fighting crime. A buddy cop movie where we're doing paperwork. Just the whole. T- well, that's kind of like the other guys with Mark Wahlberg and. Uh, oh motherfuck! You're right. God damn it! I'm so stupid. I'm <laughs> just stealing other people's ideas. That might that be a, a fine idea. <laughs> that might be the first. Uh, the first rule of how to ruin your vintage reissue: steal someone else's ideas. But here, um. <laughs> Let's stick to let's stick to this let's stick to the script that doesn't exist. Let's do an audio audio wrist check. What I do you have notes. I have notes in front of me today. You. you know what's funny? I do my notes for the show in the same way I do my signature, which was fucking hilarious during like my title signing for my condo that I just bought. Because my panic? signature, I panicked. I didn't panic, but the, the 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 person helping was like, "Oh, so just so you know, you're gonna sign a bunch of documents." I'll explain what they all are, but your signature has to be the same on everyone. And my wife's like, oh, that's fine. And I'm like, that's going to be a problem for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> my, oh, sorry, as I punched my microphone, I, my, my dad's a doctor and I inherited my handwriting signature from my dad. Mm-hmm. So what I do when I sign my name is what my dad does. I just make the first letter, which is a K, and then I just wing it for about yeah. three seconds until it's over. And that's so my it's, signature. It's a K and then seizure. It's a it's a it's a it's a K and then my fucking pacemaker got jolted by a Pikachu and then I'm done. Like that's my signature is complete. And and she's <laughs> like, oh, it's gotta be the same every time. I'm like, listen, lady, I have like a I have a learning disability. That's gonna be really fucking tough. But I did it. I did. I, I went so slow. My real estate agent and my mortgage officer were just laughing at me. And it's like, listen, guys, I can't laugh. I can't concentrate when you're laughing at me. All right. <laughs> Uh, too fun. Let's well, do a let's, get, let's do a risk check. You should go yeah. first. <laughs> we're we're gonna get a bad review now. I'm so I'm so over it, man. <laughs> when you give well, us a bad review, you are giving Michael and my friendship a bad review. Think about that. All right, because that's what the show is. Just yeah, Michael. It's, it's just two. It's just two cool dudes shooting the shit. People are so mean. Anyways, I'm wearing a fun watch. What are you wearing? Just are you wearing? Are you wearing that Richard Meal uh, fucking Sylvester Stallone watch with the cyanide pill in it, or whatever the fuck it is? <laughs> what is it? It's a water That's... water purification tablet. A cyanide pill would have been even more badass, actually. I think if Richard Meal would have stepped up to the plate and made a cyanide. That's the pill. true apocalypse watch. When you when you can no longer barter like your sexual organs for goods and services, just take the fucking cyanide pill. All yeah. right, it's the apocalypse, man. All right, mm-hmm. Starfleet's not coming to your rescue. All right, guys. I'm, I'm wearing quite the opposite of that watch. <laughs> okay, what are you wearing? I'm sorry, I'm very distracted. I took this watch uh, to Yellowstone uh, just this past weekend because I wanted to reconnect with it. It's uh, super special. Not a stranger to the show. Uh, if you've been listening to to a long time, uh, it's the SKX one seventy five. Hell yeah, uh, Pepsi. The original watch fast watch. That's the watch <laughs> you created the watch fast with. Yeah, the original, and um, it, it's kind of it's kind of cool how this one has stuck around for so long. Mm. Um, you know, this I get a lot of questions about it too, and and again, I'm I'm not really, I can't really remember what the breakdown is, but I think one set the SKX one seventy five is the SKX 009 specifically for North America. That's what I've heard. Yeah, and then the 009 is like the worldwide release. Um, and then I'm guessing there would be an SKX 009J, which is maybe like JDM or for that side of the world. There's so many different variants now of 
like these Seiko sports watches that I've been trying to get behind. Mm-hmm. Like like the black the black turtle. Um, the blurtle. Yeah, the blurtle. <laughs> it's. Sorry. I think that's the blue one. Actually, I think that's actually a name oh, for the motherfucker. Blue one. Is it really? I'm just I'm just stealing everyone's ideas. Yes. Continue. So there's there's the SRP triple seven, which is the garden variety one you can get wherever. Right. There's the SRP triple seven J that comes with an Arabic and English. Right. Uh, right. 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 And then there's the SBDY zero one five, and that I think is true JDM, and it comes with a kanji and an English. Cool. Like I, I don't. Why do we have so many? Okay. Anyways, this. There's got to be is, some kind of like business reason on Seiko's end for like all the different. Yeah, is the date not, wheel? Is the date wheel the only difference? And the dial. A lot of times the dials are so. So this one. Let me just look at it now. Um, the date. The day wheels. Uh, a primary difference, and also the mm-hmm. dial. So. This one is just, it has Malaysia on the dial. The SKX009 does not. Um, you also just have Divers 200 in orange, just above 6 o'clock. And if this were a J model, for example, you would see the 21 jewels. So I have a, does the 009 say Movement Japan or it just says nothing? It says Movement Malaysia. And then it has, uh, on the other side of the 6 o'clock, it says... Um, 7s26 something something so that's and that's that's the jdm one or or, or or the 009 you mean right yeah this is this is the the 009 175 cool um yeah and this this has been around for a while i'm like looking at the side of the case it's like really scratched up uh i actually kind of bumped it a bit out in yellowstone we did a lot a lot of hiking um just to clarify pronounced yellowstone Yellowstone? Yellow. Yellowstone? Yeah, Yellowstone? Yellowstone. <laughs> okay, I was told I was told by a man smarter than my I have no way. I'm just fucking making it up. It, it, it's Yellowstone. It's Yellowstone. Okay. I was like, wow, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> no, do not. My God, Michael, you should know by now. Very little, very little facts come out of my face, except when we're talking about like Russian watches. <laughs> yeah. This this one is cool, man. Um took it to the uh the Yellowstone Canyon. Wow. Um uh we we did a, a hike up Mount Washburn, so we got to the top of there, and it was mm. so fucking cool, man. Um, there's like a ranger fire station up at the very top of this mountain. It's like 10,000-something feet up there. Jesus. And this guy this guy just lives there for the summer and the fall, and his job is just to like stay up there in this tower and look for fires. And he all he has for entertainment, just books, he can write, you can listen to the radio. That's it. That's like well, my dream job. Are there? <laughs> do you do? Are there a lot of fires also a for fantastic him to Airbnb? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fires happen. Fire, okay. Fires happen out there. But but the there was some literature around there explaining that um, fire towers are pretty obsolete because we have planes. Um, <laughs> but anyways, when I went up there, I was wearing this uh, Seiko SKX, and um, as I was packing, I, I took this. Uh, and I was just like, this is a good opportunity to, to reconnect with this watch because I haven't worn it for a bit. Um, and it's just, it's killer, man. I'm always going to keep it on this bracelet, this jangly ass bracelet that Absolutely. everybody makes fun of. Um, I think... Shut I, up, I'm, nerds. <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but I, I think I think maybe I'm a big part of the acceptance of jangly bracelets these days because I'm seeing, I'm seeing more and more literature and talk about 
folks just saying, okay, these bracelets are actually not that bad. No, let's 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 toot our, our own horns. We're both we're both emotionally crippled, low self self esteem first generation <laughs> folks. So we should probably take any opportunity we can to maybe make ourselves <laughs> feel a little bit toot better. Toot our horns. <laughs> um, I do think you're a big part of the jangly bracelet. I do think we are both a big part, also just for course acceptance. I've been seeing a lot yeah. more posts about people being like. I don't care if anyone says I love my quartz XYZ and that's like that's mm-hmm. one of our like rallying cries on this show. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. Hell yeah, and, dude. And we'll we'll bring this up. I mean, for a while I yeah. used to make fun of uh any kind of talk that came out about the SKX being discontinued. Um you know, just not long ago we were talking about those new Seiko fives. Um and my theory, my theory was that the SKX was actually discontinued when the turtles came out mm. for our movements. Right. Um, but just uh, yesterday, so we're recording on Friday. So I think either Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday. So either Friday or Thursday, in the same day, videos came out from uh, Mark over at Long Island Watch, uh, Random Rob, who's like Seiko guru, like resident Seiko guru. I st- still love his videos. And uh, also Spencer Klein, uh, Seikoholic, kind of like all in clusters at the same time. Like, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of looking like it's real now. So wow. uh, I still think there there's like, I don't know, millions of them out there. So you're, you're going to be able to find them. Um, Random Rob's advice was, you know, don't go out there like panic buying. But, um, you know, pick pick one up if if you've been curious for, for a while, I think. You know, much like the seven thousand two that I that I gave you, mm-hmm. the SKX is it. It's gonna be just another classic in in the lineup. I'm excited for Seiko to reissue the um, SKX 007 mm-hmm. um, in in what is twenty it? years. In twenty, you know, I'm saying about a year in fifty millimeters with monster hands for eight hundred dollars. Six thousand. Oh, cor- yes, I, I I do apologize. You are correct. Six 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 yeah. six thousand doll hairs. They'll put the eight L movement inside of it for some reason, and then they'll. <laughs> Welcome to the best way to ruin your vintage reissue episode one forty. We're already giving away free advice. That was a free one. That was a free one. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, so, Seiko. You can make the checks out to Mike and Kaz at TBWF. <laughs> so what what do you have on? Um, I was gonna. Saturday. I was originally going to wear the watch that's been my renovation watch, um, which mm-hmm. has because I've been so I bought this condo. I've been renovating it myself. My wife and I have been just doing it ourselves for the past couple weeks. And during those couple weeks, I've just been wearing the Gavox Rhodes. And I was supposed to wear that for this, but I left it over on the job site. So right now, um, I'm gonna do like a 1.5 wrist check. I'm gonna talk about what I'm actually wearing, which is nothing really like special. I mean, it is special, but you know what I mean. And then I'm also gonna yeah. talk about my experience um, renovating with the Gavox Rhodes. So right now on air. I'm wearing the Christmas chrono. Yay. Just because I've been wearing the Gavox Rhodes and this Christmas chrono um, interchangeably the most recently. Mm-hmm. Two just solid grab-and-go corks watches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Christmas chrono. As uh, you guys know, by now, if you listen to the show, it's a TBWS staple. I picked this up. It's limited edition Orient. Um, part of the Orient Neo 70 series, which is a really, really fun line that we don't see too much here in the States. The Orient Neo 70 series is basically um, a, pro- a product line of Orient watches. Mainly they're solar quartz, three-handers, or chronos, where Orient um, takes something that's sort of vintage-inspired, and they kind of put uh, a 
fun just sort of flair on it usually color based so in the instance of yeah. my christmas chrono it's essentially just it's a it's a straight up just like racing chrono sort of configuration especially with like the case shape and such but it has this beautifully vibrant like in deep sort of teal um mm-hmm. on the dial with these kind of offset uh jagged um pinstripes it's really a lot of fun and people definitely enjoy it and i'm surprised as we talked about in a previous episode people have found them recently people listen to the show they learned about the watch and then they they went and hunted it down and uh i think two people on the facebook have them you know and i think um it's funny how they're not really common in the states Mm -hmm. but the other the other variations are really easy to get so i'm looking at the the, i'm looking at the panda one right now Mm -hmm. which is I think getting a little more popular. You can grab it on Amazon. On the US Amazon, you can find that, yeah, I think. 250, 259. Yeah. And man, I think uh, if Orange just ever like pulls the plug on these, especially these Panda ones, I think, I don't know. I think people might go a little nuts. Let's you know? see. Only, only if Mr. Orient, uh, uh, you know, comes and tells everyone like, hey, you know, we've just pulled the plugs on these. I'm Mr. Orient. Someone please hang me in my closet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Mr. O. I don't understand. I mean, I understand the business decision behind it, but as a human being with taste and visual acuity, I find him very fucking offensive. I that just I just I just remember like <laughs> I just remembered Mr. Orion. I thought you were talking about Mr. Orion just the same way we we usually talk about Mr. Richard Meal Mr. Or Mr. Richard Meal. <laughs> but I just now remembered that there is actually like a Mr. Orange. Yeah, the, 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 like a marketing firm of which we'll not name. Um, they oh created goodness. the Mr. Orient persona. For, forgot about that guy. And he's this like lanky, like really rapey, like, oh, look, I'm yeah. targeting products at millennials. I'm going to fucking do really creepy shit when I really think that guy needs to just get like mugged while he's getting his morning coffee. You know what I mean? <laughs> like no other recourse will make me feel just appreciative to still be alive, breathing the same air. There's yeah. Mr. Orient, unless that ha- unless I see in the news, oh, Mr. Orient mugged, you know, like got the piss picked out of make my mugged out of my Starbucks. Like, oh, perfect, love it. I'm all about it. That's horrible. I shouldn't wish violence on people, but I'm I'm not a nice person, so it's fine. Let's talk about yeah. So the Orient Neo seventies, um, Orient Christmas Chrono limited edition they made a thousand of these. The number, the one that I have, I always forget because like fucking it's eight eight four. So eight eight four out of thousand. I love it, but I have been wearing the Galvox Rhodes on the renovation site, and that thing. I have not taken it diving. I've not taken it, I don't know, fucking like orbitals, orbitals, like bungee jumping or whatever the fuck. Have you driven do. it on the highway that it's like named after? In Iceland? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's three variants for the uh, Gavox roads. There's one that's based, sorry, off the famous highway in California. There's one on a highway in Canada and there's one on the highway in Iceland. Um, I got the one for Iceland and I would, and that, that is my dream one day is to bring, is to, and my wife and I, we want to do like an Iceland trip is to, um, plan like an Iceland trip where it's mainly focused on, um, uh, following a trail kind of just like with natural, like natural formations and just kind of like, mm-hmm. like really like observing, appreciating the land, but wearing my Gavox roads, like Iceland sort of like, um, no, wait, no, it's not Iceland, it's Norway. I think it's Norway. Norway. Okay. Interesting. I think. I'm fucking this up. It doesn't matter. I think it's Norway. Can you Google it? You're going to make Michael Happy sad. I'm sorry, Michael Happy. He, Michael listens, to, he listens to the show. Michael's sad. 
<laughs> he needs to change his name to Michael Sad after listening to our <laughs> show. We get something wrong. All right, it's in, it's in Norway. Road. It's the Atlantic Norway. Ocean Road in Norway. I apologize to both Icelandians and Norwegians. Ugh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I am just offending kind folk left and right on this horrible fucking show. Right? <laughs> but, um, but I, 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 yes, my dream is to one day take that watch on the road it was named after and just, it just experience like the natural beauty of the land and just really, really, really just like have a good time 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 my road stops with the watch you know what i mean because it's a 12 hour uh chronograph that charts in 30 minute increments so um but i've been wearing it during the renovation and i can attest uh though i have never taken it on a road trip or spelunking or diving i can attest to its robust uh uh trustworthiness during a renovation i've hit it with a hammer i've fallen on it I've i've scraped it um, I've done all kinds of terrible things with that watch, and it's fine. It's <laughs> it doesn't even show that much damage. I must have been lucky. I don't know, yeah. but um, straight up smacked it with a hammer. Um, I was nailing something, uh, not in the way that you guys would think. I was hammering like a nail, and I wasn't like oh, I was nailing nailing her. I was I was nailing like like a fucking like a nail into a thing, and then um, in the process of being uh. What's the word? Michael, what's the word when you have no coordination and you're dumb, slow, and stupid? What's the word? All those words? All of those words together at the same time. Okay, so in the process of being all those words together at the same time, I just missed the nail head by about, like, nine inches and just thwacked the watch, and it was yeah. fine. It was totally fine. <laughs> That's, yeah, you're pretty off if you're trying to nail something. Yeah. I'm, you I'm, go from your fingers to your wrist. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's why that's why there are some renovations where um like I'm like I'm like, alright babe, I gotta I gotta be in there alone. She's like, why? It's like I don't want you to get hurt when I fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just need to be in there alone. You know? So like when I'm using the jigsaw, I'm like, no one be in here. So but um what was I saying? But yeah, the Gavox Rose has been wearing I still have it on that NATO. On that NATO, um that navy and gray NATO. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Fucking beautiful, man. I love that watch. That watch is so great. Um Easily deserving of the title only wa- only by microbrand watch I actually purchased back in 2018. Like, yeah, I think I think you can maybe keep it that way. Hell yeah, dude! I love that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, but yeah, no, that's it. I was gonna wear it for the wrist check now, but I fucking left it over at the site. Um, yeah, I gotta get more photos of it. But uh, but yeah, let's do this. Let's transition from the wrist check to just um talking about well i guess we can talk about i guess we already talked about this this echo um 007 being discontinued yeah it's i mean we we can discuss it a little bit more but you know just it seems like it seems like the news has gotten out there especially if a a really prominent retailer uh is is kind of confirming that i long island watch yeah i I trust what mark has to say (laughs) so that is that is like that so if 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 mark over at li watch is saying it we can basically assume it's official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Um, and again, I I don't think I don't think people need to go out there and, and panic by. Um, I also don't think that your SKX 007 J is going to be worth like Daytona prices now. But you know, <laughs> uh, kind of eventually. Um, I, I think this is going to be a, a pretty cool classic. Uh, I don't have as many as I used to have. I used to have the SKXA35, that's the yellow one, and the uh, SKX011, uh, that's the orange one. Right. 
so those those are all gone i really just i kind of i kind of stuck around with only just uh, a black one the 007 j and the um and the 175 pepsi that i have now there right. are there are a ton of them there's like a white one apparently somebody really? somebody told me about that's like super hard to find and um all all of this with and i talked about this in the the latest patreon episode all of this uh that's happening with seiko now the release of the new seiko fives the discontinuation of the 007 mm-hmm. has me thinking about what's going to happen to um like the lowest of the lowest price um seiko 5 sports watches so like the mm. the glossy blue 55 fathoms yeah uh the sea urchins uh there there are like there are a ton of them i talked about the snzf 13 blue seiko sea urchin which is like impossible to find right <laughs> that is that is like a seiko 5 that that you just probably will never see in your life and there was one that popped up in Australia after, like shortly after I published that Patreon episode. But it was like, and I was like, maybe, maybe, but it was a, it was a little beat up. I don't know. How much was it? Um, oh, it's still on here. How much are they asking? Starting bid two sixty nine US. Has anyone bid? Like, no one's bid. I don't think they're going to. Maybe I should just make an offer. Seven dollars, <laughs> but yeah, like the, what's what's gonna happen to all all of these? Because um, we used to have, you know, easy to get on Long Island Watch, for example, uh, the white sea urchin, which is discontinued now, and, yeah. and uh, people people are going nuts over it. So I don't know. Um, there's there during the lifespan of a watch, there's two different forces that operate at different times, which really control the value of it. So yeah, um, those different forces are the brand itself. And then the second force after the brand's no longer like in charge of the, the actual pieces of value is then I guess I guess the community, scalpers, retailers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um whether or not these things start to turn into like stainless steel Rolexes, I don't know. It just depends on how the community sort of responds. Like like yeah. you know, are we gonna start seeing Seiko fives in twenty years that go for, you know, five thousand dollars when like my granddad bought this in 2010 for seven to five i have, I have no idea <laughs> you know well, to, be, to be fair a lot of a lot of the most desirable vintage seiko chronographs today are actually from the seiko 5 lineup they're they're designated as seiko fives um hmm. you know so it's it's very possible um what a good thing or a bad thing i really don't know and, and it's it's so the the one thing that makes it even more difficult is the fact that nobody really like I think very few people actually document what's going on with the Seiko 5 collection. When when this when this news came out about these 27 new watches, you know, that's the first time in a while that I've seen Seiko 5 in the headline. The Seiko 5 mm. collection is so vast, so diverse, like yeah. so messy if you ask me, that it's almost impossible to document what's going on with it. That's why you have all of these different variations of like sea urchins and uh, 55 fathoms style watches. Maybe that you're just like, what? There was like a red one, like maybe for, with this, only maybe, for Singapore. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's well, weird. Well, maybe with this new line of Seiko fives, what they're slowly going to do is trying. To, they're just they're going to try and have them better cataloged. You know what I mean? Because that's something yeah. that like I. 
So, you know, the, 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 the TBW's contributors and then me and you were always trying to like see what we can review and stuff like that. And every now and then when I'm on Amazon just looking around, I'll just discover Seiko 5s. Yeah. I fucking never knew existed. And they're so cool or they're like really weird. And mm-hmm. so maybe it's one of those things where everyone's fairly familiar with what's available in like the prospects line. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe yeah. Seiko is going to try and do that with the uh, Seiko 5 line. Just to try to make it a little bit more organized and digestible. We'll see. I think I think if this if the SKX 007 is officially gone, I I really do think that watches like the the Sea Urchin and the other really famous Seiko Five Sport models that you can get for around one fifty. I don't think those are that far behind. Well, um, I'm very excited. I mean, what's what's the point? These these are these are watches. You know, if you take the sea urchin, for example, I think it's like 150 meters of water resistance or sorry, 100 meters of water resistance, okay. push pull crown. That's that's basically what these new Seiko fives are. So what's the point of having these in the market anymore? It's a good point. I'm I'm very excited to purchase a Seiko um, sea urchin vintage reissue for ten thousand dollars in two years yeah. with monster hands. <laughs> I'm very excited. Are you excited? <laughs> With a spring drive movement. <laughs> With a spring drive movement. I'm I'm so into it. I will That's not a not a bad package. <laughs> just call it another watch. You can make new watches without having to without having to call it something else. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, speaking of which, I, I I know I know that you don't like them, but I was looking at a couple of those new Seiko fives. I think I like one of them. I think I like up. only one. Which one I do like, you like? I don't know what the number is, but it's the one that's just completely blacked out. Like, blacked out everything. It comes with like a black nylon strap, uh, black dial, black loom. <laughs> Let me see. Oh wow. I, I I think I think your 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 the past few years you spent with the black trekker have have helped you appreciate black I'm not a watch. Case. I'm not a watch racist. You're anymore. not a watch racist, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're reformed. Well, you've burned your hood. You know what I mean? You proudly hang out with black watches in public. You're, you're do, you're, do you remember when that was the most offensive thing we said <laughs> on this show? How times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you've renounced the ways, man, of the clan. <laughs> I'm stretching. Sorry. God, my legs. My legs, dude, I've just been in pain constantly from this renovation. You're going to be like Arnold jacked by the time you're done, right? I don't know about Arnold jack. I'll probably be in like an iron lung. You know what I mean? Okay. Does that make sense? (laughs) It's like you're going to be in an iron lung or is that like your new superhero name? No, I'll be be in an iron lung. I can try to fight crime from the lung, but I'll be wonderfully ineffective. I'll, I could, okay, if I was actually a superhero in an iron lung, the only villains I could ever fight are like the daredevil street villains like Stilt Man and the Gladiator. You know what I mean? Like Daredevil, (laughs) at least in the comics, had the worst fucking villains. Incre- the the matador whose power was literally that he was dressed as a matador um <laughs> there's some <laughs> really bad really? so those are the only and stilled man is exactly what you think um it's a very short person who so who's so racked with anger at being short um uh-huh. committed crimes on stilts and so oh. he was uh, he was stilt man oh 
Interesting. Yeah, not really, but yeah, you know. So uh, those are the only villains I could fight if I was the Iron Lung, uh, you know, superhero. I see. And the way I would fight them is I would text the real police. <laughs> I would, with with a pencil in my mouth because my arms are in the lung, I would text the real police that 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 that, that, that the matador was stealing, um, you know, off the sale rack at TJ Maxx. <laughs> What were we talking about? Yeah, these Seiko fives. Okay, I can understand this black one being cool. Well, you know what's funny? If you if you like this black one, I don't understand why you don't like the Seiko Street series, the Seiko Streets prospects, because this reminds me of those. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know. I don't get the loom. Is the loom? How does the loom glow? I or think like, it's. I think it glows blue, but it's painted on like black. So it's cool. like the company Luminova or like Super Luminova is a brand name. Oh, wait, no, but Seiko uses their own. Yeah, they use the uh, fucking Lumabrite. Lumabrite. Yeah. Well, Luminova, like Super Luminova comes in a ton of different colors. Uh, yep. So Seiko probably does the same thing to just remain cool. competitive. Yeah. I think I like this blue one. I mean, obviously, like it's fucking it's it's a it's a blue watch. It's hard to like not like a blue watch, but compared yeah. to some of these other ones, I don't. Okay, I should I should rephrase the way I'm. I was about to say I don't understand, but I do understand the rose gold one with the leather strap. I just think it's stupid. Yeah, you know it's what I'm saying. Enough. So I mean, I do get it. I think they're trying to make it like, oh, you can wear it in an office because it's on a croc strap, but it's like. It's not a it's not a dress watch, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, we'll see. We'll see how they how they do, and um, yeah, the Seiko um, SKX 007. I guess I guess it's finally I guess it's finally time. It's time. It's time to say that <laughs> the king is dead. I don't know. <clears throat> we'll see what happens interested to see well okay well here's here's something else that's this is also an issue that's come up with seiko a lot has seiko overtly said that these new seiko 5 models are supposed to sort of uh live in the now discontinued wake of the 007 or is it like with the baby turtle the stupid baby turtle the internet's like he's looking like skx like you know what i'm saying <laughs> is it the brand that ruined it or it's the people that ruined it my question i really don't know i don't even think seiko acknowledges the existence of the skx lineup it's not on any of their like you know u.s market facing websites for example um what a toxic deity seiko is sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean it just so, does things yeah, I, don't, I, don't crops. Think they, I don't think they've said anything publicly or acknowledged yeah. anything publicly riddles are young with birth defects ruins are crops <laughs> doesn't say anything like my god dude so exactly. old so old testament <laughs> you know but maybe one day we'll have a reissue and i think that's uh maybe that can take us to the main topic let's do this so um the main topic for episode 140 brands we're talking to you the best way the best ways that you can ruin your vintage reissue because it seems to be oh so fucking popular these days so I've got a few ideas here on how we can help brands, Michael. Um, do you have a few on your end? I'm I'm positive that we probably have some of the same ideas, but um, let's let's see. What I've done is I had chosen an idea that can help brands ruin the vintage reissues, and then I also provided like an example. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what I you have, did? I, I have an, I have a few ideas. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you want to go first? Because I feel like I'm talking far too much. Okay. <clears throat> I think that my first idea, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the boardroom right now. It's like, all we're right, pitching, guys. dude. We're pitching, man. We're consultants. Just picture us here's, in the boardroom of Tag. You know. Here's what we're gonna do. All right. The first way. The first way we can really ruin our next reissue. Okay, it's going to be a vintage reissue. Right, I'm in it. Now, we've heard about shipping them with better movements. Uh-huh. You know, so like a vintage reissue with, with a modern movement. We've we've passed that now and we're using um, like new old stock movements, like mm-hmm. what we see in the new Doxa. That's, that's not in style anymore. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to ship these with a movement that is old. And you have to service it after you buy it. <laughs> so, so you get your you get your new true <laughs> authenticity, guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it, it's just like you're you're still gonna pay six thousand dollars for it, but after that you gotta you have to go service it for the true vintage experience. This is fantastic. I think we took totally different approaches to this <laughs> topic. Well, I have th- this. This is what I came up with on the fly. I was just—I <laughs> don't know why. I think because we're getting pretty close, right? The, the I talked about the Doxa Sub Two Hundred T Graph reissue, and and um, they say that those movements, which are actually pretty problematic chronograph movements, the one that they that they chose, um, they say that they're NOS that they've been sitting. Uh, you know, at their headquarters. For someone's decades. been someone's been resting their coffee on it every morning. Yeah, I'm like that. That sounds cool, but not that good. I mean, I hope I hope you do something to at least overhaul them in some way and uh, make sure that they're restored and ready for daily wear. I'm sure they they will. But what if they didn't? What if Just they didn't an, stick an old movement in there for the they got, <laughs> losers they got like a, three minutes a day? <laughs> they got a 95 year old guy to open up every like like movement, hawk a mean loogie in there, give it a yeah. shake. And I just put it in the watch. You know what I mean? So I, I really think I, I think if you move too far into the direction of, of the real vintage experience, you can probably ruin your, your vintage reissue. Well, or I mean, you can make the experience that much more authentic. Well, it's the thing where <laughs> a lot of times with these brands, when they do vintage reissues, they feel this need to over communicate or like overcompensate. For the fact that like, oh, look, this this, this is a true authentic vintage watch. Like, 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 you know, we actually brought in children to like put radium loom on there with like licking their finger. Like, 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 like these are death clocks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like people try very hard to, to, to kind of get that value prop in there. Of like, look how true to the authenticism, like all the all authenticity of the watch we're being. So I think Doxa finding a crate of these movements like submerged in a puddle of battery acid and then just putting them in watches might be a version of that as a response to like, I guess, what was it? The solid gold one they had done? Yeah. That's not very authentic. Yeah. Or Doxa-ish. You know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe they're just like, okay, listen, let's just, let's just make up for it. Let's just put these old movements full of cigarette ashes into these fucking watches. How much are these watches, mm-hmm. Michael? Oh, the new T-Graphs? Yeah. They're like four thousand plus, almost five. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. That's Grand Seiko money. Yeah, I'm not paying five thousand bucks for a fucking movement with cigarette ashes in it. <laughs> just to be clear, I don't actually know for a fact if there's cigarette ashes in there. That's just me being a facetious idiot. So let's just 
I don't want I don't want any cease and desist letters, Doc said. Hmm, you know, that's, so. that's that's what happens when you buy vintage guitar amp- amplifiers. You you actually do get one hundred percent. They they smell like cigarette ashes and beer. <laughs> that's just that's just unavoidable. I love it. I love it. <laughs> What's, oh, uh, what's your what's your first plan then? My first okay, guys, listen. This seems to be a winner. Okay, the best way that we can ruin our vintage reissue. And I'm taking a note here from Basel 2019. Okay, let's do a vintage reissue that looks nothing like the vintage reissue. Mm. Let's just okay. do a vintage reissue of this watch and have it look nothing like the watch. Tag Hoyer, Octavia's. I'm looking at you guys. Oh. <laughs> okay. Why are those called Octavia's? Those Basel 2019. I think they're beautiful. I think it's really cool. But it seems like they're a bit shy to maybe introduce them as a new watch. Yeah. So they just decided to call it the Octavia and say it's a vintage reissue of a watch that looks nothing like the inspiration for it. The Isograph is the watch we're talking about. I'm yes. trying to look to see if I looked. The hands are anything like it. The even the, I think the font might be similar, but it, like it's not really. You know what I mean? The case is different. The ca- the lugs are are profiled differently. I don't know if someone fucking smarter than me, which is every single one of you kind of folk listening, is smarter than I am. Explain to me how this fucking watch. <laughs> oh, they say that it's three eras in one watch. That they combined... No, make a new watch. Just make a, just make a new watch. <laughs> right? Just make a new watch. <sighs> and don't be afraid of calling it something new. Because the thing is, by you making a watch, calling it the, the, the Hoyer Octavia, and it looks nothing like the Hoyer Octavia, you're, you're, you're preying on like a lot of collectors who have the mentality of, I have to own every Octavia. Yeah. I'm not buying this watch because of how it's designed. I'm buying it because... It looks like an Octavia. Uh, like, 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 like an Octavia. Now, I will say that's not everyone, but when you mm-hmm. make a vintage reissue, it looks nothing like the vintage reissue, and you call it XYZ name from the vintage watch. That's what you're doing, man. It's like right. It's like when they make Garfield two, and it's nothing to do with Garfield. It's like, dude, you could just made another movie. You know what I mean? You know when they do sequels that have nothing to do with the actual like, like thing. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Just make a new movie. It's it's fine. The the public is only as stupid as you make them, and you thrusting all these vintage reissues down their throat that look nothing like the actual reissues is making us stupid, which is creating a cycle. Man, still like some of these other new Octavias. They're beautiful. <laughs> I so yeah. this is this is this is not me like being like super butt hurt at like the, the existence of these watches. I think they're <laughs> fucking awesome. I just don't think they need to be Octavias. Yeah. It could yeah, have been you're totally, like you're totally right. Yeah, man. It could have been the tag. Like, here, let, let, let's 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 rename these motherfuckers on Eric. It's, let's call it the Tag Hoyer. Um, what are some of the tag names? The Monaco. There's the Link. There's the fucking um, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Aqua Racer. What can what can we call these? Monza. Uh, Monza's taken. Yeah, the Monza's taken. I don't know. Let's so let's 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 kind of think on the same path as like racing culture, driving culture. What's probably something that will resonate with everyone in terms of automotive culture for the, like a modern watch? Like let's let's call, let's call it the Tag Heuer text while you drive. What do you think? I like that. I like it. The Tag Heuer text while you drive. You can call it the Tag Heuer T 
TWD. Comes with, a, with a body bag. Comes with a body bag, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you pull the crown out to the fourth position, it will dial 911 for you. <laughs> right? The Tag Hoyer TWD. Uh, we are we are going to receive a cease and desist from Tag that's, Hoyer. That's going to be a big box. As <laughs> comes with a body bag. <laughs> Listen, man, if that's just a loan and Richard Meal can send me a fucking sell me a fucking watch with a with a water purification tablet in there and like a fucking like who whoever hell else knows. Tag Hoyer should be able to send you a watch you can use while texting and driving that comes with a body bag. Right? Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> this Oof. is going great. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's that. That's my first. That's my first tip, guys. If you really need to ruin your vintage reissue, have it look nothing like the actual watch you're you're reissuing. Holy cool. Artavias, I'm looking at you. Isographs, just make a new fuck. Just make a new fucking watch. God. All right. What's your second one? My second one is gonna kind of address the issue of vintage reissues being very like highly highly limited like absurdly Ooh. limited okay and the the watch that inspired this <clears throat> approach was the zodiac aerospace gmt mm. uh and i think the limited nature of those watches uh really kind of ruined the release for me a hundred percent yeah it just it wasn't fun we've talked about this you know you get the scalpers super early on oh um, yeah and uh, we, we were lucky that that greg was able to snag one um you yep. know under normal circumstances and uh put together a cool review so if you haven't seen that yet on the site be sure to check it out yeah i think i think we can take it a step further okay a minute so i think prior to the release we need to work with say a prominent uh you know watch news outlet or website you know for example that sells watches there are a couple of them out there um, we have them tease the collaboration for a couple weeks, you know, and then on release day, we, we, we reveal everything, okay. but the watch is going to be limited to two pieces. Here's the kicker. One of them works. The other one is just super broken. Oh no. Like there's a bird nest where the movement should be. And we don't, we don't say, we don't say which it's one It's the Gen works. 1 Shelby Cobra of the world. Listen, guys, it's either a squirrel nest in the fucking wheel well, or it's going to work just fine. It was in my daddy's barn for 80 years. <laughs> I don't know. So we're going to get like these two, <laughs> these two like Sultan level watch collectors on, on like online <laughs> in their robes. Clash of the Titans, dude. Just on their MacBook, just outside their palace, like fighting for this thing on the internet. But one of them is going to get a watch that doesn't work. What a that roll of the dice! To, yeah, yeah. But it's gonna. But but for whoever does get it, it's gonna be like it's gonna exceed like Paul Newman Daytona collectability. You know what's funny about the watch community? I can fucking promise you, the broken one will be worth more in five years. <laughs> Just because of the story around it and how the watch community responds to the stupid... It's so rare. It's broken. Yeah, it's broken, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's... uh, But that's my... That's my... That's my... That's my interpretation of uh, uh, my my, my possible... Actually, I I joke. I I joke, but I completely forgot that there was a Submariner that was auctioned off not too long ago that Mm -hmm. was... Uh, a prop for Roger Moore in one of the Bond movies. It was the Submariner that had the the buzz saw like diving <laughs> bezel that he right. used to like cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but it's a watch it doesn't have a like it's a fake watch it doesn't have anything inside of it so there you go and that thing probably auctioned for god knows what telling you man yeah this is a (laughs) that's true i kind of joke but that's that's really not too far-fetched in five years the broken one will be worth in 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 five years once the birds hatch from the bird's nest inside of the watch those birds will become like dodos they'll be so (laughs) rare Men will kill other men just to have an omelet made from those birds' eggs or whatever. I, I'm not sure how to like how fucking like like I'm the bird law guy, but uh, I'm assuming that's how it works. Just just eggs come out of all birds. I'm not sure. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe the first. If you're if you're a micro brand and you want to really like create some some buzz around your name and you want to work with us, because I think <laughs> I think we're a prominent news outlet that uh, influences the watch industry. Uh, if you ask me, we're I think certainly that's what Kaz and I do. We're certainly a website. <laughs> certainly a website. You can do this. We can. We can. We can make this happen right now. <laughs> you know where to find us, everyone. I think. I don't know. Um, that's a good one. I like that. That's a really yeah. good one. Oh my god, my go. Yeah. Okay. So this one is inspired by a brand we have talked about already on this show, on this episode, and on this show. Um, but it's worth it's worth bringing up again. Um, and we joked about it originally, but this is I, I want to go off my list here. So guys, listen, this is important. If you really need, if you are in a if you are in a diehard situation, and you need to kill and ruin your vintage reissue, my best recommendation is to have a very expensive version, mm-hmm. which no one can afford, and an affordable version, which again looks nothing like the actual vintage reissue model. So sixty two Moss, I'm looking at you. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's the single, well, one of the strongest ways to ruin your vintage reissue. Dude, the SBDC 051 or the 061, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, the 5, the 5 one is the one for the 62 yes. MAS. They actually yes. nailed it with the 61. So I right. reviewed both. Um, but it's, the, it's the 5 one and the 5 three that are for the yeah. 62 MAS. Now, yeah. I'm not saying the 5 one and the 5 three are bad watches because I know folks listen to the show. Even folks in like the TBWS like 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 contributor pool like the, the TBWS contributor family have that watch. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's a bad watch. I think attaching it onto the tailcoats of this super expensive sixty-two Moss reissue is ridiculous. Yeah, just call it a new watch again. You don't, you don't get the sixty-two Moss uh, vibes. No, from that thing. Just call it a new watch. It's fine, people. Like you know. So I think. I think that's probably a really good way, a good note we can take from Seiko. If you really have, if you really have to fucking spike this vintage reissue, you gotta have a super expensive version for eight thousand bucks, and then you gotta have a more affordable version, which will a not actually look like the actual watch, and b make people kind of upset they didn't actually get the more expensive vintage reissue. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because with the with the fifty one and the fifty three, if you buy that watch because you like the way it looks, that's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. If you buy that watch because you wanted the 62 Moss, but you didn't have eight, nine, or ten k dollars or whatever to shell for that one with the with that eight L movement or whatever, yeah, it's not necessarily like a logical trajectory. You might learn to love the watch, but at the same time, you might grow to resent it because it's not the 62 Moss. You know, man, I'm seeing I'm seeing one of the expensive ones on eBay now. Four bids, bidding is at three thousand one hundred and thirty eight. Oh, let's think that. How 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 much longer on the auction? One day and nine hours. This thing is gonna go crazy. You think you think towards the, like the last thirty minutes is gonna get nuts? Yeah, 
Okay, because I was gonna say three K. That that that's actually that that's actually that, it took a hard hit. But I oh, imagine is, it's gonna get crazy, it's, eh? It's gonna go up. Yeah, fuckers, man. Fuckers. <sighs> so that's my second. That's my second tip to you guys. If we have to, if we have to spike this play, you gotta have two versions, and you gotta have, we gotta have one version be completely meaningless. Agreed. I agree. Let's do this. So, what what about you? What's your next What's your next tip there's to make one, this happen? There's one thing I want to look up real mm-hmm. quick. Um, what is this place called? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I had all my facts correct before I pull this. Facts up. have no place on this show. You know that. Yeah. So I think I think what we need to do. Uh-huh. Is you know, kind of a great thing to create buzz around the the vintage reissue is to uh, collaborate with with an ambassador. Oh, um, yeah. So we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna centralize this carrot top uh, around. Well, you know, carrot top is a good 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 option. But I okay. think I think we can take things a step further. Um, I say we pick a brand ambassador inside uh, that that is currently a resident. Uh, over at ADX Florence uh, Supermax Prison Facility in Fremont County, Colorado. What? Uh, c- currently, El Chapo's there, um, so he's he's an he's an option. And I think I think when he escapes, it's kind of like the perfect time. So like he was wearing the watch when he gets out of there. Okay. But we got to time this. We have to time this really, really well, and How potentially gonna... and potentially work with the cartel. How are we gonna get the watch? Do we have like bake it in a cake and like send it to him for his birthday, or like how? Right? Like how? I, gonna... I think I think we're gonna have to go anal with that one. It's gonna have to be inside of someone. <laughs> so I have to. So there's 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 prerequisites for this plan to work. I have to first stick something watch sized up my rectum, which I'm not above. Not really, in, really excited for it, but I'm not I'm not above it. And then yeah. B, I also have to then commit a crime that will get me sent to the same maximum security. So I have to stick a watch up my ass and then like stab a baby in Colorado yeah. to get mm-hmm. sent there. Yeah, you you have to you have to do the crime and the time, but it'll be worth it in the end. <laughs> I love I love the caveat pitch, but it'll be worth it. How on earth? Dude, there are some people in here. I think I think the underwear bomber is actually in here. What? Uh, yeah, like the I'm I'm looking at the list. Al Qaeda operatives. Uh, oh my god, this took a dark fucking cons- turn. Nine eleven conspirators. Yeah, the underwear bombers in here. Oh my fucking god. I can't I can't say his name. That's too complicated. So let's take this a step further, Michael. Which brand? <laughs> Which brand are we gonna get in there? Who's who's controversial enough to make this work? Ironically, Moser. Moser, <laughs> I think, right? I think I think Moser Moser would probably do it. I feel like yeah. at the very least he would listen to the pitch. Yeah, but and also like take the opportunity to make fun of our our prison system. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be like the Swiss taking a jab at the U.S. <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. That's a good one. I, I I was trying to formulate one around like ambassador, like some sort of ambassador, but I couldn't. I couldn't properly get my thoughts together, but I like I like yours. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I, I I'll be completely honest. I had I had a list of normal ones like right in front of me. It's like 
modern sizing faux patina brand ambassador and i'm just like kind of mentally on the fly trying to to take it a step further this is perfect this is what the show's about man uh so yeah maybe you know i mean pictured, maybe I pictured, we can work maybe we can work with the facility directly you know i think the best way for us to end up in prison is to try and see this plan through yeah does that make sense I'm just very excited for like the media media photo of like El Chapo like like trying to climb underneath like a chain link fence and you just see him wearing like the watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like there's like a zoom in, like, oh El Chapo spotted wearing a Mozart coat. It's like, oh my god, that's crazy. It, it it works. It works. Yeah, and now you can get that watch. And now you can be a part of the family too. This place is crazy, man. Apparently, like all the hallways and the cells are like the ceilings inside are arranged so that you can never tell where you are when you're inside of there. So it's like escape is impossible. Is it like a panopticon where you don't know what's going on, but everyone on the outside can see in? Like, see yeah, you? yeah, I think yeah. so. That shit works. They call man. it the, the Alcatraz of the Rockies. Ish. You got to get fucking uh, John Mason over there from The Rock, John Connery. <laughs> dude i watched i watched that movie on uh i think on an airplane how good is that fucking movie not too much so good it's an incredible movie oh my god welcome to the rock welcome to the rock (laughs) you're the best losers always whine about their best winners go home and fuck the prom queen (laughs) carla was the prom queen you know like this is a great fucking movie yeah that that is that is that is a fantastic dude movie oh my god I haven't seen like a I I I feel very sexist sexist saying this. I haven't seen like a proper dude movie in a long time. Although people have been recommending I watch the John Wick films. Apparently those are quite good. That's that's the one that 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 came to mind. I've only seen the first one and it was it's pretty damn good. Yeah. I've seen clips a fucking pencil. I've seen like clips. <laughs> um but I haven't seen the whole Is it worth like sitting down and like grabbing it on Amazon or renting on Amazon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think if you have some some time to yourself, you know, you just want to unwind and see a ton of destruction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I am Keanu. So um, I miss recording with you. It's so much fun. What have, yeah. what have I been doing these past two weeks? Slaving mm-hmm. away in a fucking reno site by myself, Hiking. hoping for. You've been connected. Well, you well, you've been having a wonder a wonderful time with your with your fucking wife, dude. You know what I mean? Like I've just been in this place, like renovating when my wife's either working or just like renovating with her, and like obviously we're getting along, but like it's just stressful. Yeah. Doing um, I'll tell you the moment when I I regretted buying this place. This is our first property. I regretted buying this place for about 30 seconds when I started doing the first demo. The first demo I needed to do is I needed to remove the baseboards um, in the place. You're familiar with like what baseboards are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So everything I read online said it's easy. You need a pry bar, 25 minutes, and like a, and like a construction debris garbage bag. I'm like, all right, cool. I can fucking do that because the baseboard is just supposed to be like above whatever flooring is currently there. And then like, like Brad nailed into the wall, you know, every, like every few feet or whatever, depending on the situation, you just pry it off. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a finishing decor sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. not so, uh, whatever fucking piece of garbage, piece of human fucking filth, with a mark of Cain, whatever piece of shit owned this fucking place 
before me, uh, they put new tile in, but they put new tile in without removing the previous baseboard. Mm. So my baseboards were all sunk below about an inch of mortar and tile, which means I had to go around to, it's like approximately, I think it was like four or 500 like linear feet, um, like breaking the baseboard out. Because I can't nice. just pry it off the wall. I have to remove it. Like, I have to, I have to un, I have to unfuck it. Essentially, is is the point that I'm trying. <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make. So within thirty seconds of starting that, I'm like, man, I sure fucking regret buying this place. I just burn it down and then just fucking start again at this rate. But um, it took me three days. Something they should have taken me, Michael. Like honestly, realistically, two hours took me three days to remove all that baseboard. I do not envy you. <laughs> I'm sorry. In pain. I've just been in pain ever since. Talent. Well, man. it'll be worth it in the end. It is. It's going to be fantastic. I have my own office. I already have it like 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 set up or or I already have a plan where I can do TBWS YouTube videos and like my watch photos. I'm super. Oh cool. wow. Okay. It's gonna be cool, man. It's the it's um it's like a ten by fourteen space that's just like my little office. That's, that's not it's not little. It's like basically a, like a room. But here so we've upgraded. Now we have our own studio. Yeah, I guess cool, like. cool, man. Right. <laughs> next, the next thing we need to do to really make it is we need to start getting some of these cease and desist letters from Doxa. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> but here I have I have I have one more I have one okay. more tip brands. Um, that you can use, that you too can use to motherfuck your vintage reissue. All right? I'm ready. Your vintage reissue has to completely miss the context of its inspiration. And I'd specifically like to draw the example here of a vint of... of a, 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 it's, it's, another, it's, another, it's another tag piece. I'm sorry I mentioned a tag a bunch. Um, it's, from a, it's from a watch that I've had the... I've had the opportunity to experience recently like a newer version um and I'm actually I'm actually quite fond of it of its entire history but there's a dark time of this watch which really just completely missed the mark and I think it's one of the reasons why it's not one of the more popular tag models. I've talked about the Monza. Okay. All right. So the original Monza was very much in line with a lot of these other racing cars. Uh obviously it's called it's called the fucking Monza, you know what I mean? Like that it's a tool watch, that DLC code that fucking like comes off on your fingers. You know what I mean? It's not like a dress watch. Hmm. You know? But if you remember, there was a Monza reissue that Tag did, I think like, oh my god, like a while back. It was it was gold and white, and it was like polished stainless steel. Do you remember this? I don't, actually. There is a Monza that's basically a dress watch. And it just does really? not fucking work. It doesn't work. Let me see. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find you like a model number. Monza. 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 I see like this. These weird white and red uh, monacos too that are coming out. That those have kind of weirded me out a bit. But um. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, the Monza, the Monza in my mind was always uh, like that all blacked out watch. So it's definitely, if, if a if a dress watch. Oh, I'm seeing a, I'm also seeing a a solid gold one. Yeah, dude. 
yeah. completely missing the mark. And the thing is, yeah. the, the, this the, the, this series of Monza's um, isn't the only like like uh, offender in my opinion. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's just like this watch. It doesn't really need to exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't need a dress version of this watch. You can. I mean, I'm probably gonna get hate for this, but you can even make the argument for how how like the shift in the Daytona occurred. The Daytona wasn't really this like fucking Adam Levine bejeweled thing. You know what I mean? Still like the bejeweled one. Ironically, <laughs> I'm assuming, right? Or no? Like 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 altruistically, you were on it. You're on board. If I had the money, I would buy a Rainbow <laughs> Daytona. A hundred percent. You buy a Rainbow Daytona, and you would take you would take the you would take a chance on fifty fifty potentially buying a watch with a bird nest in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While eating chicken wings with my Rainbow Daytona on, and getting sauce all over my keyboard, living the dream, dude. As I try to outbid, you know, an oil tycoon somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for me, I I think I think one of the more interesting ways of ruining your vintage reissue is to just completely miss the context. You know mm. what I mean? Okay. Um, um, you could even make the case. So let's 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 suppose that these new Seiko fives we were talking about. Let's suppose these are reissues of the 007. Okay. That rose gold one with the croc strap needs to fucking uh. go. <laughs> that needs to go. I see what you mean. If you want, if Seiko, you want to make a rose gold watch with the croc strap, you can just make a new one. You don't have to ride on the fucking coattails to use a phrase again on the popularity of the skx because actually you know I'll, probably, I'll tell you what so let's again let's assume also in this in this in this in this context that these seiko fives are 007 reissues i have heard people say uh it looks too much like a tool watch i'm not really a 007 person they're like uh you know it's kind of boring i'm not really a 007 person i think that all of these different seiko 5 versions of the 007 reissue if that is what these actually are is a response to that so you can say, oh, yeah, I do have, you know, uh, a 007. I have, like, the rose gold one. You don't. Mm. You have some other rose gold Seiko. You know, like, and that's okay, man. You know, we we can also talk about Seiko. I think Seiko is a good example, but I, a lot of brands might be guilty of this. I think they just don't know what to do with a watch that is actually new. Because if you look at those smaller turtles, the baby turtle, the minnow, whatever you want to call it, it was actually pretty cool. There was this all new case. Yeah, uh, we've never seen it before, and they just appeared out of nowhere. Them um, being called the baby turtle, in my opinion, ruined that watch. Yeah, well, that that was that. That's because of people. That was the internet. Fucking yeah. fuck you, internet. That was you. You ruined but, that watch. But Seiko on social media has adopted. They've adopted the whole turtle thing. Uh, they've kind of had these little fun turtle themes in some of their posts but um like these watches specifically they're a new case like we've never seen them before and nobody asked for them that we, yeah. we literally said that on on the episode when we first <laughs> talked about these nobody asked for these they just appeared yeah. but looking back i think it, it was probably a good opportunity to introduce like i, I guess a, a new icon of some sort so yeah yeah, but I, maybe just brands don't know what to do with with new watches, and uh, I think also collectors don't know what to do with new watches because, um, you know, people will criticize Seiko for just recycling their releases. People will criticize AP for just doing everything for the Royal Oak, um, but then when they come yeah. out with the new, uh, I don't know, it's called Divided by Thirteen or something, 
no, those are amplifiers. Um, like whatever weird watch that AP came out with this this year. They're like, oh, oh they right, suck. They're ugly. Like, well, it's it's, it's something new. Asked for it's something yeah. new. <laughs> it's it's this it's the sort of it's a trepidation towards innovation because remember a lot of these they also have they're they're operating these days a lot of these big brands they're operating as businesses first. Um, a lot of the times where some of these, a lot of the, the, the different circumstances where these iconic models came from, especially a lot of these racing tags, is because yeah. they were innovative and they were experimenting within the world of racing, which was just seeing this huge, huge surge just because of like automotive and like fueling advances like around that time, you know what I mean? And so it was like, okay, let's, you know, let's try and tag on to, no pun intended, Let's try and tag on to this and 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 see what we can come up with. So that sort of spirit is really dead these days. In terms of a business, you can only you can only tap your resources. You can only like actually get something to happen if you can offer like an appropriate trajectory of what this will do in terms of revenue. And mm. so if you're working with something brand new, it's kind of hard to say like, oh well, I'm anticipating we'll do X Y Z. However, if you've reissued the fucking Octavia four different times and each time you saw an XYZ percent like uplift in revenue or whatever, you can offer a pretty safe proje- projection or trajectory yeah. and get your project approved. However, if I come into fucking like the tag offices and I have a totally new design, it doesn't look like anything. It doesn't necessarily even have to use new movement. It can already use existing movement technology. It's something that's just purely designed to look different. That's a hard sell internally. I feel like, you know, that's just my jaded opinion of how meetings work. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And something I think, I think AP is probably dealing with now, for example, with those code 1159 things. Let me, let me, let me pull these up again. Fucking no. I like the, I like the perpetual calendar. It's only $74,000. Tis but scratch. What is it? AP? What was the number? Code 1159. I said divided by 13 first, <laughs> which are like really good guitar amplifiers. I, I don't know if they're still around. Oh, I remember these things. Yes, I remember these things. I think I was a little put off by these as well, which is fine. Yeah. But it is cool to just see someone doing something like I different. I wish I had the money for an AP. Maybe God one day. It. God damn it. Dude, I'll be a single man if I... <laughs> bought one of these twos. <laughs> uh, I remember these now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So prop, props to AP. Not necessarily watch that attracts me, but do like props for trying to do something different, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd argue that AP is uh, one of my one of my favorite brands right now. Yeah, just that I can't touch. <laughs> I believe it, dude. <clears throat> do we have any other tips on how? I think trying to look at. I, I put modern sizing here as another one that you could uh yeah because yeah so you could just make it 55 millimeters <laughs> okay so let's 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 just do this take the original okay so you always take the original size yeah and add and add 10 to it so if it was a 33 millimeter watch make it 43, 43. yeah so that's that's just the rule of thumb Add 10 millimeters to the original size. Do you think that whole modern size thing is like real? Because I feel like it. I, 
I think people are scared. You know, Hamilton just came out with uh, with a reissue. Uh, they're calling it the khaki pilot mechanical, which is a little odd because it's a uh, it's a reissue of a G10 like military field watch. And that really wasn't a pilot watch. So I'm not really sure where they're pulling the pilot thing from. Um, CWC made the same watch too, for example. And it's, uh, it's yeah, it's not a pilot watch. Uh, but they kept it at 33 millimeters. It's like the original. That's, that's, that's admirable. Yeah, it's, but they took out the broad arrow. They took, they took the broad arrow off the dial. And um, I think maybe legally they can't put... I was gonna. Right. I was gonna say there might be like there might be some sort of like 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 legal ease behind that, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the case back of my CWC, it's got the broad arrow, but I guess those things are still um, technically issued. So maybe maybe that's why Hamilton couldn't put the broad arrow on it. So, uh, but yeah, that thing is thirty three millimeters. See, that's cool. Yeah. Can you imagine if Seiko did this? Be fifty five millimeters with monster hands. <laughs> Is that so? That's that's a, a good way to ruin your reissue. No matter what brand you are, you put monster hands on it and pay <laughs> Seiko for the right to do it. So if Patek is trying to reissue a Calatrava, they'll put Seiko monster hands. Monster on hands, it. right? And then everything will be a Seiko mod. <laughs> that's the that's the uh, that's the, the, the YouTubers the one, will rejoice. <laughs> that's the one system or larger government we're all circling the drain on. Everything's going to be a Seiko mod. I'm pumped. Yeah. yeah, I'm pumped, man. But um, but yeah, I think we've had some really, really good tips here on how you brands can just fucking annihilate your own vintage reissues. Um, really excited, folks at home, to hear your thoughts on our choices. I'm gonna do my best to try and recap them here. So your, I'm gonna go through your picks first. Cool. Okay. Yep. Yours was to use to stay true to authenticity and use old movements, but not like to service them. Let's just use some old fucking movements full of like yeah. like like rust and as cigarette ashes. Like the forty dollar diver that you thought was a good idea to purchase on eBay. Like the movement that came inside of that thing. So anytime I buy a Sylvia watch <laughs> on eBay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got it. I think that's fantastic. Um the other your second choice was was taking limited edition to a Russian roulette sort mm-hmm. of extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two watches, one of them works perfectly fine, it's fantastic. The other one, full of bird nests and sorrows. I think that's great. I think that's a great way to ruin your vintage reissue. Right? And you gotta you have to tease it with a super popular watch website like twobrokewatchsnobs.com. You can find that at twobrokewatchsnobs.com. <laughs> that URL again, kind folks at home, MBNF looking at you is twobrokewatchsnobs.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'd be such assholes if there was ever like an MBNF ad on twobrokewatchnobs.com. Oh, I'd love it. I'd take their money happily. <laughs> I'd sell out in an instant. That is fantastic. Your third... I love this. I just wrote prison ambassadors. Your yeah. third, <laughs> third recommendation for ruining your vintage reissue is to put it on the wrist of someone saying in that super max fucking prison in Colorado. Yeah. <clears throat> El Chapo, Underwear Bomber, um like islamic extremist um yep. one of those guys will be just whole, just fine yeah a whole pastiche of god's wonderful colorful characters. El, El Chapo would be great but i would settle for the underwear bomber just to be just to be just be clear that is how we both that's our stance <laughs> on, on that's both of our stances on that We're okay. pref- we'll prefer El Chapo 
but we'll settle for the underwear bomb. Yeah. Right. Talk, okay. talk to marketing, see what they can do. Talk to my marketing. Marketing is just whoever, whichever one of us gets on the email first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the brand's marketing? Yeah, yeah. The brand's marketing. The brand's marketing. Yeah, well, that's a whole different story. Our people will talk to their people, and those people will talk to El Chapo's people. <laughs> Let's just keep the degrees of separation. I'm excited, man. I'm yeah. excited. Um, my three choices, my three uh, tips to help you ruin your vintage reissue is you have to have your vintage reissue look nothing like the actual reissue. It has to be a completely different watch, but with the same name. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, That's like if I have two children, one of them is black and, and, and one of them is white, and I've named them both Thomas. After my brother, who is Chinese. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. is the only way I can properly... Just to clarify, my, my brother is not Chinese. Um, that is the only way I can properly articulate in non-watch terms how fucking nonsensical it is for you to have a watch called a vintage reissue and have it look nothing like the actual reissue. Hoyer, Hoyer, Hatevia, isographs. I'm looking at you. My second choice here, um, you have to have... The best way to ruin your vintage watch uh, reissue is to have an expensive version and then have an, a quote-unquote affordable version. And again, bonus points if the affordable version looks nothing like the actual expensive version. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. SBDC 051053. I'm looking at you guys. And it's got to have monster hands. I want I want my tombstone to have monster hands. I want monster hands on everything, bro. I think monster hands are a winner, right? I can try to help out with that. Can you? If, if you go before I do, I still think my favorite two because I I, for, I I I I'm obsessed with like, I used to be obsessed with like what you put on my tombstone. I can't remember if I made this joke to you, but I want my I want my tombstone to say just simply, I'm not dead. <laughs> Have I ever told <laughs> that to you? You never told me that. But I think that'd be fantastic. I think you should. I think you should lay down the law with your wife and make sure that she makes that happen if you go I'm not, I'm not dead it's like oh my god what is it what is it that's horrible <laughs> I think I'm gonna try great. to give that some thought yeah that's that's a good one. Oh man uh, my third my third recommendation to you um, brands uh, to ruin your vintage watch reissue is to reissue your watch and completely miss the context of the inspiration. If the inspiration for your vintage reissue was a a sports watch, this thing needs to be rose gold, croc leather, no water resistance, with a crown stem made out of crackers. Um, if the inspiration for your for your watch was a dress watch, you need to sportify this thing up with fucking you know uh, um, a rubber strap, a dive bezel for no fucking reason, and monster hands, monster hands, and everything. Okay, just to clarify. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, the one that Michael and I came up together on air, uh, the, the other freebie, if you need to ruin your vintage reissue, completely miss the sizing. Do what we like to call modern sizing. I'm air quoting, as if you fucking people can see. My, as if I drop everything. I'm air quoting modern size. So whatever the size of your original uh, watch was, so let's say it was 34 millimeters, you have to add 10. Which mm-hmm. means the vintage reissue is now 43 millimeters. People can see you doing that. People people can see you doing that with your pale skin. Uh, <laughs> that's what people picture you as. <laughs> well, we're doing air doing air quotes. I do I do find it funny. I was I did a video of myself <laughs> kind of recently, and um, most of the DMs I got were not about the content of the video. Most of the DMs I got were surprised that I was not a white person. 
I am a brown man. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't really know what else to say other than to apologize for how I look and what I am. I didn't have a say in it. If I could have, man, I would have been white. It would have been a lot easier. So that's why I married a beautiful white woman. I got my fingers crossed for blonde white children, dude. Yeah. I want them to have a better time than I did. They're all going to be named Steven. Boys and yeah. girls are all named Steven. All right. And I, I'm, I'm a fire crotch. Redhead. <laughs> <laughs> that's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, a, a lot of redheaded pinates out there. Yeah. Well, a ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is so much fun. Those are our tips to you, brands, on how to fucking just annihilate, just dead in the water, ruin your vintage reissue. Um, Hamilton, you doing with this latest one? You don't need our help. Um, you're 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 beyond help. There's no way to ruin the vintage reissue, except yeah. the fact that it might not actually be a pilot watch. But mad kudos, mad mad kudos, mad props for keeping this thing at 33. I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah, I'm trying to actually. Let me make sure. That takes I want to look at Huevos, dude. Right. I want to just look at this dial real quickly because I guess that would be part of the part of the recap. Um, but holy hell, I hope that thing doesn't say like pilot on the dial or. Something. It says mechanical. Okay, it just says mechanical. It says yeah. Hamilton and mechanical. All right. Okay. As it's, it's got. That's got. That's not, it's not too bad. It's got the faux loom or flume, as I like to say, uh, the numbers, and then that's it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I can get behind <sighs> it, man. This has been fun. We should do this uh, more often. What do you think? Yeah, like every week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are excited to be back. Back in the saddle. Um, apologize for taking that two weeks unannounced break, but we're, we're back in it to win it. Have a lot of really fun stuff getting worked on for the site. Um... So those are our tips for episode 140, the best fucking way to ruin your vintage reissue. Everyone, please let us know your thoughts on on our on our uh, tips here for brands to ruin the vintage reissues. At the same time, let us know your best ideas because I like to think of us as uh, let's all be watch consultants together. Everyone, all thousands of you, thousands and thousands, thousands of you in TBWS family, let's be let's become a brain trust and let's think of the best ways uh, that we can help brands ruin. Their vintage reissues. Let us know your thoughts um, in the Instagram show post for this. Let us know your thoughts on Facebook. Um, let us know your thoughts on the website when the show post for the on the website goes out. Uh, you, you know, email email is tough right now for us because um, as we're always saying, we are Michael. What's some what 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 word carries more urgency than backlogged? Mega fucked. Constipated. Constipated. We are beyond. Like milk and magnesia constipated on our emails. That sounds disgusting. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as someone, as someone that has to have like, 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 as someone that's had three colonoscopies at the age of thirty-two, constipated just terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Did I tell you, dude? I time traveled, Michael. Did you? We like, have like time. time. I thought. For this past, for all of 2019, I thought I was 33 years old. So I forget how old I am because, like, after I stopped counting my age after 24 when I realized I would always feel terrible, and so I just kind of stopped giving a shit how old I was. 
know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but my wife is really good about like 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 ages and birthdays and stuff like that. And so she and I were talking the other day, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, babe, I'm I'm exhausted. I mean, like, I'm I'm not old, but I'm 33. I'm not like 18. She looks at me. She's like, you're 32. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, yeah, babe, you're 32. And I'm like. And Michael, I felt invigorated with youth. I had sipped from the fountain of youth and I gained strength. I'm like, I feel so young. I've time traveled. You went outside, you ran four miles. <laughs> I ran four miles. I benched, I beat my bench, my bench goals. I fuck I have no fucking bench goals. I felt I felt invigorated with with the with the with the, with the, the unforgiving passion of youth as a mm. 32-year-old man. I time traveled, Michael. It I'm felt incredible. Thank you. I recommend <laughs> it to everyone. What I recommend to everyone is to trick yourself for a year, thinking you're a year older than you are, and then having someone in your life remind you, "Oh no, you're actually like you know 32 or oh, you're actually you know 30." You'll feel you'll feel fucking incredible. It's a good plan. It's better than meth, like way better than a meth high. You know what I mean? It's free. It just takes time and a little bit of stupidity. Mm-hmm. No, just bearing just bearing that, and the and the inability to do self math, as I like to call it. I just forgot how fucking old I was. And with that, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we should all time travel. But here, let's do this. Um, already kind of recapped the show. Really looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts. Super happy to be back. Thank you for everyone's patience. Um, and us uh, kind of not being super active right now on Instagram. That will be changing as my renovations are um coming to a close. Michael's back in town. Um, I think. That's all the stuff. That's a burp. Excuse me. We wanted to talk about. Let's do this. I don't want to go, but is it that sad time? Yeah, and also let let us know what you think about the uh, SKX being discontinued. Shit, that's right. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know yeah. your your interpretations for the future. Yeah, that's you that's know? a that's another thing. Also, uh, to anyone else who is. On the East Coast with me. Good luck during this hurricane. Please do all your appropriate prep work. Um, don't be that guy out there in flip-flop and shorts trying to do a wrist shot in the middle of a hurricane. with While also simultaneously holding a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do a real-life wrist, wrist shot with a chainsaw in flip-flops and basketball shorts. With a sombrero on. Like, don't be that guy. Guys, all right, um, guys and gals, exercise normal caution. Um, be safe. I'll try and post updates as the storm passes over us. Right now, it shouldn't be too bad. We're just gonna be getting cat four uh, bands, so whatever. Um, if you're in South Carolina, though, you should probably prepare. Yeah. <laughs> start okay. downloading. Start downloading your TBWS podcasts now. Yeah, yeah, to keep you company. Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave, forty-five. Re-listen to episode one, four days in a row. I think that might be that. That might be my version of being tied to a rock and having an eagle eat my liver every thirty minutes. Having to listen to episode one over and over and over again for the rest of the time. I think that's my ver. That's my hell. My yeah. hell is no longer women laughing at my penis. My hell is now having to listen to episode one. Over and over and over again. Yeah, I do not recommend that. <laughs> okay, that's sad. Let's do it. You start. I'll close it out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. Later.